0: and I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's going on? It's Johnny King. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. And the other day I had a buddy call me and he was kind of picking my brain. Um, he asked me, how, how does he get... Like bigger arms, bigger shoulders, bigger triceps, biceps. So I was like, hmm, good question. And it's one of those things that I have uh, not necessarily had a whole lot of resistance to <laughs> in my life. Meaning like working out, exercising. Uh, but, but I will tell you that I struggled for a good portion of my um, kind of growing up to put on muscle, right, until I hit about 25 years old when I actually signed up for a, uh, a an all-natural bodybuilding competition down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I've done two of them, uh, both in my kind of mid to late 20s, and I just learned a lot about nutrition, a lot about putting on weight, and so this buddy of mine, not only was he interested, but he also has his 14-year-old son who was interested in You know, starting to maybe lift a little bit as he's been getting into puberty. Um, And as I told him, you have to be somewhat careful, especially as kids are growing, because you don't want to stunt their growth. Um, You don't want to lift too heavy. You want to make sure that you allow your body to to fully develop uh, and certainly not to overtax or stress uh, one's, you know, (laughs) skeletal and muscular systems before they're they're ready to take that stuff on, right? And yet with the pressures of social media and just even general just you know, if if you're kind of a, a thinner, scrawnier uh you know, boy growing into a man, <clears throat> teenage, adolescence there, there's a lot of pressure there to to want to to step those things up. So, in answering kind of some of those questions for for him and his son, um I said, you know, honestly, like, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I, I think a big part of uh, where I've gotten to with my physique, with my fitness, has just been the result of consistency over time. And yet, when I was uh, in between my freshman and sophomore year of high school, in between, uh, so how old was I? 15. Yeah, I was 15 going on 16. So, you know, obviously a year uh, older you're two older than uh, my buddy's son, I had, in junior high, I had done this, um, like, huge report, right, <laughs> five pages in junior high as a 7th or 8th grader on Arnold Schwarzenegger. <clears throat> we had to do one on a celebrity, and I don't know exactly why I chose him, uh, but the more I think about it, probably it makes a lot of sense, just because I Loves those type of uh, movies. I didn't have a whole lot of clear uh, male mentorship in my life for example. So I just associate a lot of uh, masculinity with, like, being a warrior, being a, uh, you know, a muscular <laughs> person, right? I'd, I'd watch uh, movies of Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Chuck Norris. I mean, how can you go wrong with Chuck Norris? <clears throat> so... Uh, I hope this, this podcast is Chuck Norris approved, but I digress. Uh, and so I actually bought a bench press with my own money, working hard on uh, vacations and I would start to bench press. (laughs) I would bench press, excuse me, early in the morning before I went to school. And then sometime at night when I was, uh, when I was doing homework, I'd bench press again. Every day, throughout, throughout like the the last part of my freshman year in high school, all throughout the summer, because I remember I was studying for finals and I could kind of care less about the finals, but I was so into lifting, <clears throat> and so I came back into my sophomore year, and I had like all of a sudden these like newly developed pecs, you know, and I remember my like. Eighth grade. No, I guess I dated her when I was in seventh grade, right? Like freaking seventh grade. I was, what, 13 years old? Uh, my, my, uh, one of my first girlfriends, ex girlfriends, I should say, at, by that point when I was, a uh, coming into my sophomore year, she was just coming into her junior, and she was like, oh my gosh, like, where did, someone's been working out. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, ah, thanks so much. Thank you so much. She's like, but your arms are still small. I was like, oh, fuck well yeah i didn't know I didn't know anything about anything right I literally was just bench pressing and sure enough I got uh you know a decent sized chest but then all of a sudden uh she kind of clued me into the fact that I didn't have a whole lot of uh arm strength I didn't have biceps triceps, and so I started more looking into and researching and reading magazines and starting to get into supplements a little bit and uh a big part of the the development of bigger arms. <laughs> is actually having to do with how well you develop your triceps, okay? So um, it's kind of a, a, I don't know, not a misnomer. Uh, It's definitely understood now, but I think for people who don't, and guys that don't work out regularly, they think about just, you know, oh, I wanna have bigger arms, I'm gonna work on my biceps. If anything, uh, it's actually more about your triceps. And so uh, one of those summers, I think, shortly thereafter, I remember started just like I was a uh, a camp counselor, and during some of my off periods, um, I would go back to my cabin. I remember, I was the uh, I was like a CIT, which is a counselor in training, uh, one summer, and <clears throat> I think that was between I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Early high school, right? And uh, I would just start doing uh, dips in between the the bunk beds. Um, because I could kind of like the bunk beds were close enough that they were kind of perfect uh, distance apart for doing dips. And I remember, you know, that first week I couldn't do any dips where I could actually press up from the down position. All I did was start with arms straight and kind of like slowly let myself down and then I'd stand back up, you know, kind of jump up there and slowly let myself down, just kind of like negative pull-ups, right, where you're kind of jumping off of a, a, a box or a bench, <clears throat> a chair, up to the bar you get your your chin over the bar and then you slowly let yourself down it's a really great way to build the strength into actually being able to do pull-ups and i couldn't do a pull-up probably until my senior year in high school maybe freshman year in college i was definitely a a soccer player kind of a smaller upper-bodied uh guy right but i definitely was starting to work out so to give you a little of a little background I, i really even just coming out of college i played a lot of college soccer I actually played a year of football. I just was still uh, a smaller guy. I definitely kind of uh, relied on my quickness and my speed. But I really struggled. And I always kind of wondered why the, the football guys, how are they able to put on muscle and, and, and that sort of thing? And soccer guys couldn't. Granted, <laughs> one of those obvious ones is that we're running you know, a marathon per game <clears throat> where football players weren't. Um, so a lot more, uh, aerobic activity, um, a lot of calories burned and that's what it really came down to was I learned at 25 when I first started really getting into bodybuilding, um, that so much of the, the, the development of putting on muscle mass had to do with, you know, adequate nutrition, supplementation, but really just calories and understanding your macronutrients like your protein, your carbohydrates, your fats, but also your micronutrients, um, which would be more like your, uh, <laughs> your Bs, your, uh, your vitamin D, your calcium, your iron intake, your um, sodium intake, your electrolytes, things like that, right? <clears throat> so you wanna make sure you have all the, the micronutrients dialed in as well. Uh, And then when you start adding in supplements like creatine and BCAAs and various other things, it can certainly help. Um, But at the end of the day, you've got to lift heavy uh, and you can't lift too often because that was another thing that I was doing throughout throughout college was that I was lifting every day. Um, Same thing with with when I was in high school, like bench pressing twice a day, (laughs) every day. Uh, I really wasn't actually getting a whole lot of bang for my buck and I'm actually grateful I didn't hurt myself uh, because I very well could have done that just by overtaxing my body uh, and, and pushing too much too often. So a big part of muscle growth is the result of pushing heavy weight to the point where you're almost failing, right? And that is, you're straining your muscle enough to where you're creating little tiny micro tears in the muscle fibers, right? Whereas if you were to really push it, it would turn into a major tear, right? Which would be an injury. That's what you don't want, of course. Um, But you have to push yourself hard enough, obviously, to make those micro tears, then you have to give your body the adequate rest, which typically is like two, three days, as well as the uh, abundance of the macronutrients, the micronutrients, the calories, and I really learned that, like I said, in my mid to late 20s, uh, where I put on a ton of weight. I think I came out of college probably at like 162 pounds, right? Uh, and leading up to my first uh, bodybuilding competition, um, when I was bulking, I was up into the 190s, right? <clears throat> and so the hard part then is then being able to lean down, is to cut down where you want to retain as much muscle mass, while uh, getting rid of as much body fat as you can, right? So I got myself down to, I forget exactly, it's been so long, five, six percent body fat, um, which is really unhealthy, to be totally honest. Like I was, anytime I would stand up, I'd have to like hold on to something, because I'd, my vision would would like, totally like, recede uh, recede no um, like all my peripheral vision would go black except for just like what I was looking so it's almost like I was looking into a tunnel right and the light was way far at, at the end of the tunnel so I'd almost black out and then my vision would come back <laughs> okay so people would be like are you okay I'm like yeah 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 I'm okay my gums would bleed a lot my nails were super brittle my hair was starting to fall out So, I was realizing how, uh, and I'm sure, you know, the science of leaning down, cutting down has come a long way uh, just in those, you know, 15 years since then, but still, it's really not something you want to to be able to maintain, it's not easy, uh, and really not worth it long term. So, getting around to my my buddy's question, particularly about uh, his arms and shoulders, you know, a lot of it is... um, you know being able to there's a lot of different methods there's stripping your muscles there's uh, reverse pyramids there's pyramids there's um, you know uh, what do you call it when you kind of like double stack your your exercises where like I, I'll do one let's say I'm doing a a, uh, a barbell uh, curl right which is both hands on a single barbell an easy barbell and I'm doing curls to let's say 10 or 12 and then I pick up and I put that down and I immediately pick up some other heavy a single arm dumbbell so I have a dumbbell separate dumbbell in each hand and then I do hammer curls um, and I do that until failure right so that's like I'm just going totally taxing out on my biceps now literally as I'm recording this I did this yesterday with a bunch of different other types of exercises but particularly to my arms and so like even when I go to straighten my arm right now my biceps are super tender right so I know I did a good job of really pushing my biceps yesterday and as a result I've been super hungry today and just been feeding the machine right so there's certainly uh you could go to bodybuilding.com and you could just look up you know how to improve you know. Gain muscle mass for your arms or your chest or your shoulders or, you know, your back, your lats, your legs, your calves, whatever, right? Any part of your body, you can search and find tons of approaches. Um, But again, what I really, really didn't understand was how often I needed to rest, how much rest I needed to give. Because right now, literally, uh, I've been building muscle pretty steadily over the last two years um, since like uh, the end of 2020, right, the end of, or the beginning of 2021, uh, to, to present, and I've just been slowly building muscle, and getting, you know, kind of filling out more and more, because I've been lifting heavy, and then obviously eating as clean as I possibly could, you know, (laughs) within reason, right, and, uh, you throw in a three-week, you know, Trip to Italy and Greece, and of course I'm going to eat, you know, crepes and everything else that's delicious over there. So I've taken some, some uh, well-deserved breaks, if you will, with my nutrition. But generally speaking, I've been working out just primarily three, three days a week—Monday, Wednesday, Friday—somewhere between an hour, hour and a half, um, a, a, you know, a workout. I've been very consistent with that, and uh, and then eating enough calories, and Typically, to eat enough calories, you wanna take your body weight and you wanna multiply it times 15. And that's how many calories you should ingest just to break even, okay? So then on workout days, I'll do that and then I'll add an extra 300 to 500 calories on top of that number. Um, And then maybe I'll eat a little less on days that I don't work out. So maybe 500 calories above that equation of, let's say I weigh 175 times 15, which is, I should uh, uh, not pretend to to do the math in my head. So 15 times 175 is 2,625 calories, right? Plus another 500 is 3,125. So 3,125 calories is what I'll eat Uh, And I'll track this through MyFitnessPal on days that I work out. And days that I don't work out, I'll usually do probably the, uh, so 175 times 15 is 2625 plus only 300 calories, which is 2925, right? So you got to be pretty dialed in on that. You got to make sure that you're eating uh, as clean as you can. And when I say clean, I mean just trying to avoid as much processed sugars as possible if you want to get a real lean look Um, and it just depends again on like what type of look you're looking for and that sort of thing but as I told my buddy uh, it just takes consistency Uh, you can certainly hit it hard over the course of a year and definitely (laughs) see some some major gains I think as for his son as you know once his son gets into 15 16 17 he can probably start pushing more and more Uh, he's going to be you know, he's growing, he's growing so much, and I remember being at that age, and just being like, mom, I think I've grown again, she's like, no, honey, I just, I just measured you a month ago, I was like, no, I swear, I've, I've grown, and sure as shit, like, she would measure me, and I'd be another half an inch to an inch taller than I was, you know, a month earlier, that, that one particular summer, like, my, my joints, like, talk about growing pains, I just was, I was just hurting, but that's, that was what I was going through, obviously, through puberty, and I just was eating. It was just like a bottomless hole. So, you know, on top of growing and your body uh, developing and <laughs> muscle and, and and you know, bone and everything else that goes into, you know, growth through the, the puberty stage for boys and girls, you definitely, like I said, you don't want to stunt that. So the, the longer a, a boy can can wait into 16 17 18 even the better but they definitely do get pressure through sports these days and also pressure by seeing kids their ages who are maybe earlier developers and they feel like they're they're missing out you know they're late to the party so as parents you want to be very uh very sensitive to that and just know that you don't want your children especially your speaking to, to the fathers and the, the sons in this episode, you don't want to overdo it too fast um, at the risk of jeopardizing their long-term development and growth, right? So I don't know uh, by any means <laughs> uh, a hugely in-depth uh, knowledge on this topic. I think you can go to any supplement store and probably get a lot of good information <clears throat> about supplements. You can jump on YouTube. Go on, like I said, Bodybuilder, bodybuilding dot com. Um, what's the uh, Athlean-X? Um, oh my gosh, there's so many. There's so many different places you could go. I follow the Keno Body program. That's what I've been doing the last two years. That's been really helpful. So and and, and like I said, I'm in my you know early kind of now <laughs> getting closer and closer to my mid forties, which is crazy. But uh, I haven't seen any. Still, am probably stronger and more fit than I have been, even in my 20s and 30s, because I just keep building on the foundation I've built uh, previously, right? And then I can see little gaps where I can work to get stronger. But I also do spend a ton of time and a ton of money in my kind of my rehab, my stretching, my mob- my mobility, my chiropractor, my physical therapy, my bone density, like I do a ton of stuff, as well as all my nutrients, nutrition, supplementation, I'm working with uh, a holistic nutritionist, uh, looking at my blood. Uh, there's a lot of things that I, that I focus in on um, because I'm, I'm very clear of what the, what the cost is if you don't take this seriously. You know, I saw my parents both be extremely overweight and put other things, whether it be work or kids or life ahead of their health, and I've seen my mom obviously pass away at 61, and my father now, uh, you know, <laughs> exchange a lot of the the wealth he has uh, acquired uh, for trying to regain his health, right? And so, at the end of the day, nothing is more valuable than than your health. So, I hope that's helpful. That's a quick, quick overview. I obviously was talking fast. Um, I can speak from my experience, like I said, of having done two bodybuilding competitions myself, always been kind of a very avid athlete and, uh, and kind of weightlifter and that sort of thing in the gym. I can also speak from the experience of owning my own gyms for five years, uh, being a health coach for men and women uh, since 2010. I still have clients that I'm working with them uh, on weight loss, and so I, I do feel like one of the most difficult things you can do, uh as an adult is attempt to build muscle while also losing body fat you know i mentioned it earlier but that's just like uh, if you're somewhere in the body fat range of like the teens right like right now i'm probably at 10 percent body fat right uh if you want to get below into the single digits then you then there's a different approach to you know maintaining your muscle mass while you're losing body fat. But if you have, let's say, more than 10 pounds, more than 15, 20 pounds of of body fat, I'd say focus primarily on losing that body fat. And once you get down to your goal weight, then we can up the calories with really good healthy calories and clean calories, uh, natural foods, if you will, while also you know following a specific program for, for weight gain in terms of not fat gain, right? Muscle gain, lean muscle gain, uh, and you can do it the right way. And the hardest thing, like I said, is to try to create and build lean muscle mass while also attempting to, uh, you know, lose body fat. Okay, so I'll leave it at that. If you have any questions if you want to go into this any deeper with me feel free to shoot me an email johnny at johnnyking.com i'd be more than happy to uh, schedule like a 20-minute free coaching call i can kind of give you an idea of where i would start based off of your particular kind of metabolic uh just your, your body composition right you tell me kind of where you're at with your weight uh there's different ways obviously to figure out how much fat, how much, um, fat content you have on your, on your body. And then what would be a good, uh, kind of weight range for you to be aiming at for your age. Uh, and I think the biggest part obviously of growing older gracefully is, uh, is, is realizing that we're, you know, if you're not 22 and listening to this, uh, podcast and you're older than that, that, uh, you don't have to compete against who you were (laughs) you're just you're just working to be in the best shape as you can be for your for your health but that also doesn't mean you you can't be stronger than you were when you were younger like i said i'm definitely stronger than i was stronger than i ever have been at the moment uh but i think the key is just to keep moving forward keep learning keep gracefully um and and respectfully learning how to uh kind of pivot in life because it's not all about, obviously, muscle mass. It's also about mobility, flexibility, um, balance, agility. You know, like what what do I see the vast majority of more – uh elderly people people in their 70s 80s 90s really working on you know what's, what's the, the, the the scariest thing for them is them falling right so it really comes down to <clears throat> do you have the the balance do you have the agility do you have the stability in a lot of those muscles so that you can get up and down off the ground you, you do have the ability to uh be free to, to live your quality of life because if you don't then you need help and if you need help, then that's where obviously the, the quality of life and, and the mental, emotional aspect of getting older can also certainly weigh on you when you haven't needed help all your life, right? So I think to me, that's my that's my focus of becoming kings is I, I envision my future <clears throat> where I don't need much physical assistance as I get into my 70s, 80s, 90s, and I can live a high quality of life um, even though I'm, like I said, gracefully growing older and eventually transitioning on from this, from this human experience. But like I said, any questions, feel free to shoot me an email, johnny at johnnyking.com. Uh, I can talk about this topic of health and nutrition and, and everything else until I'm <laughs> blue in the face. So I'm uh, an open resource. Uh, just feel free to schedule a call with me at any time. You can check that out at johnnyking.com or shoot me an email, like I said, And until we meet on the next episode, enjoy the rest of your day and uh, happy holidays. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, Hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn,